Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to this, the 149th episode of the WP Builds Podcast. It's entitled Marketing Funnels Don't Exist. It was published on Thursday the 10th of October 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined in a few minutes time by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com so that we can have our discussion episode. If you listen frequently, you'll know that we sort of flip and flop between interviews with WordPress people, plugin developers and theme developers and so on. And then David and I also have chats about our life as WordPress freelancers. And today is one of those episodes. But before we got onto that, a little bit of housekeeping. If you wouldn't mind going over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. It, this page is a whole host of ways that you can keep in touch with what we're doing at WP Builds. The primary two methods are the subscription forms to get onto our newsletters. The first newsletter is all about the podcast, when it's released, and the news that we release on a Monday as well. But the second one, perhaps this is a good one in the run-up to Black Friday, this is a deals update newsletter. And if you sign up to that, I'm just going to be sending you a very, very short, simple, plain text email as soon as I hear about any WordPress deal. So like I say, in the run-up to Black Friday, that might be good. You can also subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast player on that page. Join our Facebook group of nearly 2,300 WordPressers. And we've also got other ways of being connected to WP Builds as well. The other pages are wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Over there, you're going to find a whole host of deals. I keep saying it's a little bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, plugin developers and theme authors and things have got in touch and given us coupon codes for significant amounts off their plugins. So thanks to them. But you'll need to go to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals in order to find it. Another thing to say is that every Monday we release a news episode and at 2 p.m. UK time, we actually put out a a live event. It's over at wpbuilds.com forward slash live and come and join us. We've had quite a lot of people making lots of nice comments in that. So yeah, please come and join us for that every Monday, 2 p.m. UK time. And there's also wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to get your product or service in front of a wider WordPress audience and help the WP Builds podcast in the process. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive, and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp pagebuilderframework.com today. And also by WP Feedback. Are client communications eating up all your time? If so, check out WP Feedback. It's a visual feedback tool for WordPress that is specifically designed to get you and your clients on the same page. And you can check it out at wpfeedback.co. And finally, by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud-based hosting platform for WordPress. Unlike others, they let you choose the server from top cloud providers like Google Cloud, Amazon, and DigitalOcean. And there are no restrictions on the number of websites per server. You can try Cloudways using promo code WPBUILDS and get $20 free hosting credit. And like I said, we do thank all of our sponsors for helping us put on the WP Builds podcast. 
Okay then, what are we doing today? Well, David and I are going to be talking about marketing funnels don't exist. I regret to say it is a bit of a clickbaity title, but nevertheless, it's a good episode. It's really the preamble to a whole bunch of episodes. We haven't really done a series, if you like, before, and this feels like it's going to go on for several weeks when David and I chat. Uh, We talk about what we've done as agencies in the past. What have we sold to clients? What have we achieved with marketing funnels and so on and so forth? Um, There's quite a lot to say in there. It's kind of all based around David's David's experiences uh, reading a book called Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas. And uh, so, yeah, we get really into the, the weeds of what we've managed to do in the past and um, and how really, um, if you like, the analogy of a funnel is not as suitable as it might be. Perhaps a colander is more how it should be described. Anyway, you'll find out more in this first of our little mini series. I hope you enjoy it. Today's topic we're calling Marketing Funnels Don't Exist, and we'll come on to why this is a clickbait title later. But this discussion is about marketing, and Nathan, it's probably safe to say, isn't it, that we're not experts in marketing? No. In fact, I was saying to you before this call was recorded that I think this is one of my least favorite things, not only because there are aspects of it that make me feel a little bit uncomfortable and what I mean by that is I'm not very good at it and so it causes discomfort in me but there's also aspects of marketing that ever since even as a little child I I was a bit averse to being advertised at and so I kind of have a bit of empathy for for it when I when I try to deploy marketing if you know what I mean and so there's all all sorts of baggage so yes I would entirely agree not very good at this (laughs) But that's maybe the re- well, it's the reason certainly I want to talk about this because I kind of need to do it. I don't think I'm going to have a business if I don't do a bit more marketing and do it better. Yeah. But also, also something we'll discuss about in this uh, episode is is really whether we need to be in our business of making websites for clients. Do we need to be learning more of digital marketing and offering those services to clients? So, but can I just say that this is really come out of a book? So probably. The next episodes we talk about, the next discussions we have will be based kind of roughly around a book called Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas, who's from the UK. And can I just say a thanks to Andrew Gould, who mentioned this in the WP Builds Facebook group, because he said this is a really good practical and pragmatic guide to anybody who needs to get into marketing. So Anyway, I think we'll probably get on to our discussion and we'll mention what this book is about and why it gives us some topics to talk about for later episodes. Just before we crack into it, um, Mm -hmm. you being the the person that's brought this to my attention, how how long is is this book? Is it like a big weighty read or is it a fairly quick, light overview? (laughs) Well, I've got it on Kindle, but it's, it's pretty light. It's really easy to understand. Nathan, there's a great thing that you ought to send people to on the on when you actually put this article out because there's a video Mm -hmm. which i think probably is about maybe 20 minutes which is the author talking about the main crux of the book okay so she she has this kind of we'll move on to it which is why we get into the funnels but if you watch that you'll really understand what the book's mostly about and it's padding out this basic concept so it's a nice framework for i think for anyone 
Okay, that's good to know. Mm. So, water type marketing by Bryony Thomas. Go, go, mm. maybe check that out. Um, but listen to this first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just so it's still a discussion, shall we just talk a little bit about the marketing that we've done, our experience so far? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, if you go first, and I'll follow on afterwards. Tell us about your tell us about your <laughs> marketing endeavours. Well, there's not much to talk about. So, I mean, I've been interested in this for a long time because I know, you know, just digital marketing, just been interested in the web and what you could do and how I could get freedom from my job. You know, all of that comes under there. But, you know, really, it's very limited. We had a little small e-commerce shop. That was my first taste of doing a business outside of my job. And I did some stuff with that, but I didn't know what I was doing. So we had a bit of success with created a mailing list so everybody bought from us we made sure that we got them on the mailing list automatically and we sent out stuff when there was offers that really worked for our business and I could have easily missed that and we did a little bit of blogging which I understood SEO and or at least the basics of it and I had some success a few articles I wrote drove most of our traffic to our site but but then I completely blew it because I had I, I got the traffic there, but I didn't link it to our products. Mm. You know, so somebody read the article and then disappeared as they do. Mm. So, yeah, so lots of attempts at things, you know, early Facebook pages. They were a complete fail a little bit on Twitter. We were talking about that earlier mm. um, and it didn't work. It was too time consuming. So that's about it, really. And I guess for me even though it's not intended to be marketing, you know, what we're doing now and also the videos that I do on YouTube, I guess is some marketing, at least for me. Yeah. Like a personal marketing, if not the, uh, the business itself. Yeah. My story is very similar to you in that this is areas that I've dabbled in firstly and primarily to promote the web design mm. business, you know, get clients through the door to build them websites. So I've tried all sorts of things exactly like you. I took the approach of, uh, putting some blog posts together. And then I did actually link those up to some marketing materials. My failures in this sphere came largely because I didn't give enough thought to who I was marketing to. And so I wrote mm. blog posts about things that I was interested in. So let's say, for example, back in the days when I was using Drupal, I wrote quite a few articles on how to achieve particular things in Drupal, thinking that that would be you know, exactly what people would need to know where of course it's exactly the opposite what they needed to know was how to use the Drupal website not how to build the Drupal website so I made a few errors there and I adjusted that and modified it a little bit so that it was more to do with um, you know achieving a goal that some novice website um, owner would would want to achieve but then the the automations that I had, I used a service. I, I don't actually use it anymore, although I know that lots and lots of people still do. I set up Active Campaign and had drip sequences. So there was like a lead magnet and would um, would sort of ping them a week later and suggest something else to read. And then depending on what they did, it would suggest something else and so on. My failure in that regard is that I, I just never spent the time following up to see where people had dropped out of that sequence. And I, I even set it up so that when somebody had got through the entire sequence, which was, 
I think there was about five steps involved. You know, you had to download five different things and respond to emails and whatnot. So, you know, they demonstrated quite a lot of commitment. And yet I would get the final email coming through saying, okay, such and such a person has, has finished this sequence. And I even wrote in the email, you should go and contact them now independently, um, and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I just didn't do it. Just never did that. Um, wow. So that's, that's where I've failed in the past. I just got tied up with regular work. And then I've done things like Google Ads. And again, my failing is all to do with the analysis of it. The setting up of the ads is the fun part for me. Oh, the technology. How do you do this? How is it achieved? But I I can never be bothered. Like Google Analytics, I'm just not that interested in looking at it. So that's that's where my failings have been. My successes have all been to do with word of mouth. I've been very lucky in that I live in a fairly small community in the part of England where I live. And... Friends of friends and friends of colleagues have recommended me to build their websites. And that's been a really self-sustaining thing. And I I presume that the fact that that worked out for me has largely been why I've been able to be so dismissive or non, (laughs) what's the word, Um, not not really making enough effort with following up the analytics and the other things because the work has, has continued to come in. And then, like you said, Things like the podcast has taught me a lot of things about um, more recently using Twitter, uh, using an email, or uh, not an autoresponder, you know, uh, an email sending piece of software, um, sending out emails on regular um, regular occasions, and also things like doing YouTube live and YouTube videos mm. and uh, Facebook group. Having a Facebook group has been very, very beneficial. But um, this WP Builds community is not really... I don't really see that too much as marketing, although it obviously, like you said, it is. I'm just enjoying yeah. it a bit more than I am marketing to it. Yeah, well, I think that's the idea. I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? We we have a bit of a hang up on what marketing is. You know, we think it's just, you know, selling at people where really it's just it should be done. Why it should be bringing useful stuff that you have to people who might need it. Yes. Yeah. I, I very much think that I have a hang up with that. I do. I like I said, I always have I've said this before, I'm sure on the podcast. I do. Ever since I was a child, I had a bit of a hang up with being advertised to. I, I resented the adverts interrupting my television. I resented the adverts um, getting yeah. in the way of me listening to my radio and became quite cynical to the point where, you know, there'd be an advert for like some sort of beauty cream on the telly and my parents would have to shut me up because I'd be shouting, it doesn't work. It doesn't do that. It's not real. It's not true. <laughs> and I need to get I need to get over these hang-ups. But also, and no doubt we'll touch on this a little bit later, I do think that some people are not necessarily born, but some people are able to cope with the marketing aspects better than others. So I can think of a handful of people who are, in my book, kind of born advertisers. They have the right patter. They don't feel a sense of, what's the word? I don't want to use the word shame, but, you know, that reluctance (laughs) to talk about something, whereas I do experience that. So I I do think there's a little bit of um, sociology going on, for want of a better word. Yeah, and there's definitely something cultural there. I think, you know, the the Americans are much more open to that. They just, you know. Yeah, can talk kind of freely where we Brits feel like we have to, 
uh, our whole personas are based around what we really are. These people who just don't like to kind of put ourselves out there and say we know stuff yes. when we clearly do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So there's, an, there's a lot of baggage. We've tried a lot of stuff. We've had successes and we've had failures. And I would imagine that's the case for most people listening, whether or not you consider yourself a marketing expert. I'm sure there's things that you've tried that have been remarkably successful equally, probably things that you've tried where you thought, oh, right, okay, regroup. Yeah. Um, and actually, in my case, there's quite a lot of things that I've just literally forgotten about, you know, things like the AdWords would would have ticked over for months on end with me not fiddling with them simply because I forgot what I'd set up. Yeah, you know, I, I had a little, I mean, obviously, there's some free ads all was always available. Um, I don't know if that's still the case, but I was always presented with the odd 50 quid I could use and mm. I used them. Mm. But, you know, the thing is, I just really didn't understand at that time the, the importance of message match and having a landing page that was key to the message I was putting in the Google ads. So we're just dumping people on the, the homepage and, you know, hoping, hoping for, the, for best. the best. Yeah, I think that's that is true of me as well. Absolutely. Just link up the advert to something that you've already built not um not create a funnel which is specific to what it is that you're trying to uh trying to to pedal yeah well you know what this morning just before we started talking i've just sent out my actually my second outbound marketing campaign ah ever <laughs> yeah and have yeah, you well, um, tr- have you you had any sort of epiphanies during the process of setting these up yeah, well, I stuffed. I mean, I sent it out to four people who I thought were potential leads for us, um, and I stuffed it up with the wrong lead. Oh, sorry, the wrong link in the email. So <laughs> that was a complete disaster. But anyway, I'm waiting to see what happens because we've got a list of people that we think might want this particular service, which I'm not going to talk about, which is kind of hidden from our site. And uh, I'm just going to see how that goes because I've never done this before. But it's it's set up properly. It's uh, I'm using Mailshake. So so it's it's monitoring what's going out mm-hmm. and it's set to to send off a chain of emails and we've got pixel set up as well to you know if they do go and click on the link um should be able to sort of be able to do facebook advertising to reminders yeah 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 retargeting so anyway yeah that's slight off point here really but yeah i'm starting with my digital marketing proper now okay mm so shall we just talk because the other thing about this is it's not just the the other side of it the reason why i'm interested is not only do i need to get some more clients so i need to pull my socks up but also i think and i don't know if you agree i need to start selling more of these kind of digital marketing services to clients even though i don't really know what i'm doing myself yeah what what um specifically are you thinking about when you say um digital marketing stuff what what's on your horizon what are you thinking that you might try to sell in addition to the the obvious website build yeah well do you know what? there was somebody who has brought in somebody to do in the end google adwords a client but they didn't realize and maybe it's because they came through my uh, colleague rather than through me directly but they didn't know that I might be able to help them with their SEO and I, and I could and I started helping but I've realized this about other people they just don't know that they have these digital marketing needs but they just don't know I do them so I haven't got a package to offer them okay so SEO being one of the things that you can add on as a bit of an extra in, yeah as an ongoing cost but in in their case it, that it was more than just SEO, you know, the best approach for that 
particular business was to have some blogging, some content marketing and a bit of research that went into what articles they needed to produce because that's mm. probably the best thing for their business. Mm. So there were just all of these things that I feel I need to do more of, these advanced digital marketing techniques, which links into this book because it gives you a, a kind of framework to be able to explain to businesses where they could be linking, uh, sorry, leaking mm. potential uh, business. So, yeah, so I think there's a digital marketing solution for every sort of area where you could lose potential customer. And I'd like to fill that and offer it as a package. So SEO being one example, have you got any others yeah. that you that you might like to kind of plug the leak, if you like? Yeah, well, all of the... Um... <sighs> So the, the conversion rate optimization, CRO stuff, that's stuff that I really haven't done. So, you know, just measuring how well sites are actually converting, you know, so looking a little bit at heat maps, um, doing some A-B testing, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's stuff that I, I, I really haven't been doing hardly any of, but I feel that this is something I need to be selling to clients because I think that's the way forward, isn't it? I think, you know, there's only so much traffic you can get for someone if, and, and it's pointless particularly if you're paying for that traffic, if you're not converting those people. So I need to present packages like that. So definitely Do you feel that, that you have the, the skills already at your fingertips uh, to to demonstrate the, the ability to, I don't know, interpret the the data that's coming in, let's say from Google Analytics or a heat map tool, do you do you already think you've got that or is that something you need to you need to acquire the skills uh, for? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to acquire the skills. I mean, mm. I'm going to, you know, I mean, partly why I'm doing my own marketing at the moment is to see, you know, to learn from those mistakes so I can pass this on to clients. And for me, it's going to have to be because I charge largely for my time, you know, I've, I'm i not going to pretend that I'm the expert in any of these things that just that hopefully, you know, I look after their website and their hosting, they'll trust me to do these kind of things for them. But you know, I just think it's the way forward with stuff because I think it's going to be harder to get. Let's put it like this. The reason why I think we should do that is that the way to sort of boost your income previously as somebody who built websites used to be to go into perhaps print, mm. you know, and do that kind of stuff. And I think that's another thing which is getting too easy. Anybody now can go and use a, a tool like Get Stencil or Canvas and start creating their own work clients can start doing that and the same as they can with websites so I, I feel looking to the future the one thing that they perhaps can't do is to have someone help them to understand what tools are available to, so they can do more digital marketing and get more out of the website that they've already got mm. in the in the past the things that I've managed to successfully deploy to clients things that I've managed to persuade them would be a good idea to use is um E email marketing i've provided the infrastructure yes. whether that's linking them up with um like something like you know setting up mailchimp and actually configuring the emails you know they may say to me okay we'd like to do a 12 uh, 12 month sequence of emails about our latest range of taps for example i did one of those <laughs> and then at the beginning of the year they just sent me the plain text and some images and kind of said okay get on with it and i would then use their MailChimp or whatever account was available and put those together. So, you know, uh, configure the images, you select fonts and that kind of thing and make it so that it was all being sent out correctly and so on. I've then um, offered kind of SEO services. Now mm. I believe that the the real SEO devotees have got, got themselves a really good niche because I think it's okay 
I think it's okay for people like me to be reasonable at SEO, but I do think if you are really wanting to be a hard hitter and really niche down, then I think it. I think from my perspective, I would feel a bit disingenuous trying to sell myself as a serious SEO person. So mm. although I've done that in the past, it's it's usually um, around like basic keyword research and basic um, optimization on the site using a variety of WordPress plugins to achieve that. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's basically it has been things like um, emails, um, SEO. I've run Google Analytics campaigns for people before, but mm-hmm. simply setting them up and just letting them go, but not following up um, with their with the analytics of any of that. And then I've also what else have I done? Oh, and then I've actually you know gone to the point of creating blog images. Uh, for clients as well when they you know that's just they're able to write the copy but they just can't mm. put together an image which sums it up there's like you said lots of these little online tools which make that a breeze but the clients in themselves haven't really wanted to get involved with that so there's actually quite a li- quite a list now that I look at it of things yeah. that I've offered in addition to the WordPress website but um but it's not something that I've like you said you ha- I haven't really packaged that up and made it into a a cohesive offering with tick boxes okay you want this package you'll get these three things you want this package you get these two things and it'll cost this a month I haven't done any of that it's been very much um you know identifying a need either cuz they've reached out to me as the web guy you know, their technology yeah. person, or because I, it's been pretty obvious that they wanted to do something like this. And uh, so I've suggested it to them, but I haven't had a, a campaign of um, packaging yeah. it up. And I think that would have been a, a clever thing to have done in the past. Yeah. You know, I don't think this is my theory. I mean, most of the people I'm going for, it'll be different from other people who are listening to this, but I'm going for fairly sort of local businesses, small budgets. And, and, and if, in some ways, I think I would do better kind of SEO services than somebody, not that they can afford them anyway, but, you know, than some real experts there because it's just knowing them and the context of their business. And, and that's what I want to do more of, understand and help them through a journey yeah. in the same way that I went through a journey trying to get our e-commerce shop going. So, you know, you learn things and I just want to be the person who says, look, this stuff's going around. We can try this. And and sometimes it's more important, I think, to have a sort of basic understanding of what they're really trying to achieve Mm. than it is to be able to be an expert in a particular thing. So, yeah, I also believe that there's a certain satisfaction, not not only from, you know, working with the same people over and over again, which can be really nice, you know, obviously on the assumption that you get along and everything's equitable. That is that is very nice, um, that, that feeling that you've really from start to finish, you can map the change in somebody's business. That's a that's a really nice thing to be able to do. But also it um, it does kind of it provides less churn. You don't need to keep constantly looking for the next website project because yes. you've got other things going on in the background. You know, should you have a web project which is urgent to finish? Fabulous. You can get on with that. But, you know, if you've got a whole package of things going on in your downtime, you've got things that you can be getting on with, you know, setting up these email sequences, making sure that their WooCommerce uh, setup is configured properly and so on and so forth. And I, I think that's yeah. quite nice to to keep the, the wolf from the door. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the, the thing is, I feel with the clients that I get, because I failed in being able to present something as a package that might be of interest to them. It's not like somebody else is going to get that business because they're not going to go and 
necessarily go and find SEO or expert or somebody will do their content. They wouldn't really know how to start in the same way they didn't know how to start to find a web designer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that they're never going to spend that money unless it's with me, unless I put it together, you know. Mm. Yeah, I, I suppose it um, it comes to the old adage about leaving money on the table. The, yeah, yes. In my case, I've been very, very willing to just go from project, in the way that I've just described uh, I shouldn't yeah. do. I've done that so many times, you know, I, I finish a project and I'm already lined up the next one. So I immediately beaver on with that and to a great extent, forget about the project that I've finished and then finish that one. And because I can... I'm quite good at concentrating on one thing at a time, but I'm not very good at concentrating on multiple things. So that's been that's been my my downfall. I think I should have probably uh, done that a lot more. Yeah. Do you, um, have you been in the situation where you you think you might have a great plan for a client? I don't know if you get involved in this, but you just they just don't get it. Yes, all, all the time. In fact, I think that's one of the. Um, one of the the things that I'm quite good at at the beginning, I'm mull over the, the the project, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, and yeah. we can do this, and and we can do that, and we can do this, and then, like I've just described, more often than not, it will end up me just building the website, and then be so happy to just get that one out the door, move on to the next one, because I'm getting heat from this client over here because they've paid the deposit and I haven't started. Uh, yes, I think there's a, there's a lot <laughs> of truth in that. <laughs> I think I think certainly when I first started, you know, I just it's still in me. I still enjoy this work, not for the money mainly, but just for the pleasure and the the hope that you'll see what can be achieved online. So I get behind their businesses more than they necessarily want me to to be involved in it, and it, it's it's been really frustrating because I I just think oh they want to do something, and you just think there's so many digital marketing opportunities. Yeah. There's one guy, one guy came, and I can't remember what it was exactly but he had this perfect niche and he was talking to my colleague and in the end he decided I don't know actually if she did it but he decided that he was going to make these really expensive brochures which he was going to send out to other people in the industry but seriously if he just did some content on the niche that he had given that there was such a a rate of desire for the thing that he wanted online at the time uh, and i failed to be able to put this over i just thought oh you've got gold here yeah if you use the digital route but I think, it, it failed completely yeah i think failed. it comes down to process and i didn't have the process my process was all about the get onboarding clients to build a website making sure that i'd you know got all of the information out of them so that i could successfully build the website build the website ship the website move on whereas yeah. i really needed um the process the package if you like all of this stuff productized commoditized before the whole process of onboarding clients began and i just never did you know so alongside the website will go all the other things and the messaging right from the start is okay a website is is a key component of what you need but it's it's 50% at best you also need to be thinking about your email strategy we need to be thinking about your analytics we need to be thinking about tracking visitors that are coming you know with the list that we've just gone through um, but i never did it was i was always focused on the website and i think that that messaging needs to change for me. Yeah, absolutely. And there was, I mean, our friend Paul Lacey, I mean, I just saw he did a chat and he, I didn't even know he was into this uh, personalization, which is, I think, something that we're, all of us are going to be employing more. And I think when clients go and look at the competitor sites, you know, or other sites, 
they believe what they're seeing mm. is their site. They mm. they probably have no clue that they've gone to a particular landing page that's to for their query or that the message they're seeing or the content they're seeing is actually being designed for their journey. You know, just to be just to be clear, you're talking about um, in some way modifying the content of the site. Mm-hmm. via plugins like if so or what's it called logic hop things like that in order to yeah. to display content which you know is mm. specific to them but they clearly won't know is specific to them and thereby really drill down into what it is that you've been uh, trying to persuade them of yeah so it's like, um, I, this is this is why i think you know if we're building websites for people websites are no longer just these static things that everybody sees the same thing gradually we're going to be more into this giving the right message to the right person at the right time is mm. going to be the philosophy for all of our websites so i think personalization is going to come into it more on landing pages more yeah and i i failed always to explain this to a client yeah do you just on a sort of a slightly a, a side note to this do you feel that there's enough time in your in your week to to be the master of all these things so j- just as an example um the let's say uh, google analytics or um or email marketing just as two examples off the top of my head is there time for you to become good at that as well as to be good at somebody keeping up with the latest developments in websites and website design and technology yeah i know what you're saying and probably not i mean the way i look at it and the way i'm interested in it is because i think there's a limited number of clients who will be able to to get involved in certain things. And mm. many of them won't need to. Should local businesses, or local trader, I mean, it would just be a, a big plus if I can convince them to get one review on Google on their yeah. business page, you know. Yeah. And that's probably all I need to do in terms of their you know, marketing, given, you know, the number of people they need to get. Mm. But then there are going to be clients, and I think I need to be prepared for them, who will just through their journey realize that they need more and more. And I need to learn that as it appears, you know? Yeah. And I think I think having the having the message at the beginning that this is something that you prov- not only that you provide, but you thoroughly recommend. Um, there's yeah. no reason. And of course we're talking about this as in the as if you should be doing this all yourself. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, if you've yeah. if you found a trusted partner that can take on the SEO stuff, well great, get them to do the SEO stuff. And if you found a trusted partner who's expert with um, email sequences and all of that kind of stuff, great. Um, that's that's something that, that you could easily handle. And my mistake, as I've said in the past, has just been if I can't do it, I probably won't mention it, and that's how it's always been. Yeah. Do you not think as well it's going to go, you know, a lot of things seem really complex. So uh, CRO stuff, mm-hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff and using those tools seems really complex. But I just think it's a bit like how many people, you know, they don't need us for building a website, you know, simple website these days that because the technology has become more simple. And I think that's the way it's going to go with digital marketing. So I still think there's there's a need for me to understand all of the possibilities, at least on some level, that are out there. Mm, yeah, I think having an understanding that they exist is crucial. And I would say yeah. that both of us, because we're in all these Facebook groups and we talk about technology mm. a lot, we're, we're probably more aware of it. And I'm sure our listeners, it's the same. We're probably more aware of it than we know. We know that these things exist. It doesn't mean that we necessarily are are expert at it but we probably know that these exist and that these things are on the horizon i would have imagined so because everything that we've mentioned so far i understand what it is even if i couldn't necessarily deploy it as well as somebody else 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, I feel. I mean, it sort of seems slightly arrogant to want to take on all these different things, but it, in a way, it feels like it fits my personality. So the the fact that I was interested in did a psychology degree, it seems to be that most of these kind of things are based around psychology and the ability to understand some statistics. Again, something that I worked in as well. So mm. these two kind of core skills, even if I might not know the stuff is probably why it's attractive to me. Yeah. Just a complete aside. Are any of these um, digital marketing things that you might otherwise sell apart from websites, have any of those ever interested you enough that you thought, oh, I'd like to do this for a living as opposed to building websites? I'd like to really focus in on um, email marketing or something. Have you ever kind of pondered that? No, no, I haven't. Mm. You know, I I think we're both generalists. We're we're too yeah, interested yeah. by everything. Yeah. So we're not going to know stuff really in in a in depth way. But I think that's you and I, isn't it? We're yeah. both like that. We, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather try my hand at lots of things than be uh, super good at one thing, which is exactly <laughs> the opposite of I think of what makes a great success. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But you know what? The other thing, why I'm, I, 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 it seems a passion at the moment to get involved in this because I think it will make the work more interesting than just building a website. And I feel they're devalued as well, you know, the skills in building a website. I think if you can get closer to delivering something or get them excited by the idea of measuring improvements on their websites and their strategies, I think that would be such an exciting place to be mm. you know, in your work. What's your, what's your impression of, you know, previous clients, let's say the last 10 or something like that, where have you, have you managed to get them excited or, or have you found that essentially you are a, you are a tool to building a website and that that's kind of where they want your relationship to end. They're not, they're not, they don't want to have the conversation about email marketing. They just wanted to build the website because they had a few thousand pounds allocated to it that needed to be spent and it was on their desk to do it. Yes, but it's the latter of those. That's yeah. what's really happened. Yeah. But there has there's been some seeds of because I think, you know, we've talked about this before. The more communication I've had with videos talking about things about their website and just throwing in little bits and pieces, a couple of people have, have perceived me differently and they're, uh, they're a little bit more open. I just need to get better. Mm. At, and this, the whole reason why I want to bore all of our listeners and talk about this, because it will just help me um, kind of think about how I'm going to package all of these things to sell to clients and do it better for myself. So you're doing this for wholly selfish reasons. Absolutely. Oh, good grief. Everybody <laughs> stop listening now. Uh, it's interesting, though. I, I've struggled enormously to to get people interested, largely because it feels very much that the person that I'm talking to has has a requirement for a website and that's all well and good. Um, you know, I've, I have said already that I'm not very good at offering these things, but um, it, it always felt a little bit like it was a stretch. They just wanted it finished very quickly. Come on, let's, let's get it done. Let's hand it over. Let's pay the bill. But I'm going to have to be a little bit more forthright about trying these, uh, trying to sell these other things and seeing if I can pique their interest. And as you say, things like um, I'm interested by your little video thing that you just mentioned, because my conversations generally happen on the telephone and then, yeah. you know, the typical email, that, that kind of thing. But mostly, mostly on the telephone or on Skype or something. Do you um, do you encourage people to 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 you know to to change their mind about these services do you make them bespoke little videos or is it just a general uh, video that you make that you send out 
Oh, right. Okay. I'm not really doing any sort of marketing of that. I'm talking really when I'm building a site, it just gotcha. with a video while yeah. you're talking about it, it just allows you because you've got an audience for a while, you can throw in a few things about what they might want to consider doing mm-hmm. for, do you know, a little bit more than just the, you know, I've got your brief and we're going to follow this through. But then that's my model, isn't it? Mm. My model, what excites me, what I've learned really is that I, I kind of want to work long term with the number of people I like to improve their business and do their websites and be trusted. Mm. I think it's harder if you're paid a big sum for a project by a bigger company to get that personal relationship because they like to sort of put things out for tender and shop around for different components of things they need. So I think that's probably harder. Yeah, and also it may be that the company is divided up into certain sections of which uh, perhaps mm. um, you know um, marketing is is very much separated from the website, and it might be that you know that that's the job of the the publishing department or something like that. You know, it's hard hard to know really. Yeah, mm. should we talk a, a little bit because this is an introduction really to the other topics we're talking about. So it, <laughs> this isn't really going to be a, a series, but this book, Watertight Marketing, um, gives us kind of at least 13 wonderful topics to talk about which we'd probably talk about on their own and it's because and I guess this would be hard to explain you'd probably need to go and look at the diagram Nathan maybe you'll add that to the post and the video but um, she has this basic concept so back to the why funnels don't exist so she takes the analogy of the, the the funnel and says well that's not it's not really a good one uh for understanding how we get our sales because you know when she puts water in the top of a funnel everything comes out the other end and in truth uh, you know really we leak at different points in a potential customer's um journey mm. there are different areas where we could lose them and that's what she intends to do and she's got 13 kind of different areas where we would lose business and they could be nice little topics for us which I think we'll go on yeah, to yeah we'll come about. on to those in the in the, the days and weeks to come I will just explain in case somebody doesn't mm. see the picture this this picture that she's got she's got um, a funnel a funnel as you would expect with water going in the top and it's a perfectly formed funnel um, the water goes in the top and then it comes it comes out the bottom all intact the same amount goes in the top as comes out the bottom exactly as a funnel should behave and of course that's not how it happens you know for every person that goes in the funnel a proportion of them fall out at some point along the journey no matter how simple or complex that funnel is so next to it she's put a series of much smaller funnels and they're not perfectly straight some of them are tipping up at jaunty angles so some of the water is slopping over the side at the top and then water that's coming out the bottom is sometimes just missing the funnel beneath it so it's ending up in the dustbin if you like so it's a much more untidy picture it's not everything that goes in the top comes out the bottom a small proportion of what is entered in the multiple taps at the top finally gets to its destination whereas most of the water ends up on the floor um, at various points in its journey yeah and she's got a wonderful diagram which again uses the funnel even though she says it's more like a colander but you know and then what she tries to do is to explain how people might go through various stages before they go on to buy a product and that takes over time unless Mm. it's just an impulse buy Mm. and that's what most of us are selling so all of these different areas where we can lose people and she starts right at the bottom and this is just a good chat for our next chat which is about 
forgotten customers. She starts with that. So starts with what you already have and then works out to the more global stuff in sort of 13 different leak areas. So, you know, the wider thing about getting known or, or being ever present, if you like, online or anywhere, really. So she works through these. And I just think this is a fabulous way of us having a conversation because yeah. we can look at it for our own businesses, each one of these in turn what we might potentially be able to sell to clients with each of these if they can see that's a leak for them and also you know how wordpress you know, might come into helping us with this okay so essentially this this particular podcast is a bit of an introduction to a mm. variety of podcasts that we're going to record in the days and weeks to come um all talking about ways that the funnel might be leaky and how um at least in the case of this author uh, it can be that can be shored up a little bit and made to be uh, less leaky. Yeah, and hopefully this won't be boring because uh, I hate the idea of really long series, but this this is just the same chats we'd have about using WordPress anyway and yeah. just dealing with our jobs. So yeah. just okay. gives us some handy headlines, I think. Perfect. So in the like we said, uh, stay tuned. There'll be more episodes of this uh, in the in the weeks to come. All right, shall we? Shall we knock it on the head for this week? Indeed. Bye bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Like I said, this is going to be the first in a mini-series. We're not entirely sure how many episodes it's going to take up because we haven't given it enough thought just yet, but this is the very beginnings of that process. I apologise for the clickbaity title, and I hope that you found something useful out of it. It was quite nice just explaining to David all the things that I've done in the past and all the things that he's done in the past and what we found worked and what we found didn't work. So, yeah, more is in store. Stay tuned. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counselling. Please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. Okay, I hope that you can join us next Thursday for the another podcast. If not, perhaps you can join us on Monday when I'll be releasing my WP Build summation of the WordPress Weekly News for the previous week. And then of course 2pm UK time we'll do our live episode and I'd really appreciate it if you uh, if you join us and make some comments. Anyway, I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye bye for now.